0: The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Unbounce, the leading platform for A-B testing made easy. With Unbounce, you don't need to be a developer to build high-converting landing pages, pop-ups, and sticky bars. Hustle Share listeners get 20% off on their first three months after the free trial period. Visit bit.ly slash hustlebounce to learn more.
2: A common thing that we would always look at is that, okay, uh, how long is your runway right now? Because that is something that i think it's often ignored
0: welcome to hustle share the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences but that our hustles are very much alike now here's your host ronster bae Pyong.
1: welcome to episode 42 of the hustle share podcast my name is ronster and I'm your host, this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. But before we start the show, we'd like to remind you that this podcast is only for adults only, so make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today, we're going to be talking to someone who's made it out from the valley of death, and his name is Luis Arcangel, the CEO of Montgomery Fitch which is an international ad agency based out of Philippines and proudly Pinoy made. And Luis's story is very, very interesting because he started this out while he was still in New York back when he was doing corporate. And then he went back to the Philippines to teach in UANP and put up the company with some of his students as his partners. And Luis is gonna talk about how they started this out and the early successes they made all the way to the big, big drop wherein they almost closed shop. However, they were able to bounce back and today he's gonna share with us how he was able to do that. And get ready to take down notes because he shared a lot of good tips with us like how to scale the right way, how to make sure you keep the talent that you hire, and most importantly, how to bounce back from the valley of death. So if you're ready, To learn the hustle of a millennial ad agency, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are again in season two now and we're very excited because as I promised, Uh, When we started this show, uh, I mean, when we started this season, we're going to be more diverse. And now it's starting to happen because I have somebody, again, that literally I never met, but I knew he had game. Because, again, shout out to uh, one of our Hustle Share listeners, Mr. Dexter Bagno, for suggesting Mr. Luis Arcangel here on the show. And Luis, welcome to the show
2: oh thank you for having me sir thank you
1: oh thank you thank you man look at look at me if you're watching this on video I'm (laughs) wearing a fucking shirt and you're all dressed up but bro I just want to know because I already know that you're someone who's been made an indelible mark over his his whole hustle but for the benefit of me and for our listeners what's your hustle Uh,
2: well uh, uh, what I do is I actually run a holding company Okay it, it's called Montgomery Fitch. Okay. And it started out as a as, as an advertising media company mm-hmm. which I put up in New York wow. more, more, than, more than a decade ago. Wow. And then I came back to the Philippines in the late 2000s. Wow. I I uh, I I got burned out in New York to be very very honest with got you, it, you. Got know? it. Got and, it. And, you know, like my family was coming back.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I didn't start it right away. I started teaching at uh, at several universities, uh, you know, UNP, LaSalle. There you go. And then, uh, you know, people were a little bit familiar Uh, with what I do. So I I kept on getting offered like, you know, consultancy level projects Mm -hmm. that sort of um, uh, metamorph into enterprise level projects. So I I, I essentially started the agency, I would say like nine years ago in Manila. Wow. With my former students. Wow, yeah, holy as a, wow. As my interns who were masquerading as seasoned advertising veterans.
1: There you go.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of doing that right now.
1: <laughs> if you're behind the cameras, these are all kids working with me at the moment, but you know, they're masquerading as podcast experts. They but, will yeah, no, never the know. President.
2: They will never know.
1: But they know now. But uh, from our point of view, they've earned their stripes and they, they know more than a lot of people. That's good. So, okay. Real quick, let's just take a step back a little bit because... I mean, now you've 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 done. I'm just looking at your LinkedIn. You've done so many already, and very diverse background as well. Yeah. But from your hustle, what? Let's ride a hustle share time machine sure. right now. And how did you first remember yourself doing hustling for something yeah. that that you like? Because you know, you you mentioned you started teaching and whatnot, and, and you when you graduated know, 2003. That's a that's quite yeah. a quite a long time ago. But how did you? Carve your path into this career.
2: Uh, ironically, you know, I wasn't really built for business, or so I thought. Okay. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I thought I'd be the you know the stable guy. Ah. You know, I was happy with my uh, my being a faculty guy, being a professor, and maybe get a stable corporate job. I, I, I actually held several uh, high level uh business development jobs for some conglomerates wow yeah before I actually Correct. put up my own Citibank,
1: uh, bank gilvid j p morgan these are yeah. holy crap these are fortune the, 500 you know The
2: the the long and short of it is you know uh it, it just came to a point that i felt that at least the the last company i worked for you know that the boss sort of sucked ah. it, 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 it was really it was really a turning point for me where i felt that I'm literally being dragged down by this incompetence and I knew for a fact that I could do a better job got it and so I just I resigned shortly before Christmas mm. which was crazy because it's who resigns before Christmas man that means you're gonna forfeit your <laughs> bonus who, who does that true true my friends told me you're crazy like, yeah. so I went into Christmas with, with no money got it and uh, I I said I'm, I'm going to put up my my company, you know, I'm wow. going to put up my company. And well, what, that's where it started. Oh,
1: and that company, what what did you call it? And what, uh, I guess uh what what was the first iteration of how you put that up?
2: It really was Montgomery Fitch. You know, I okay. I, I constantly tell people that uh uh before, you know, with, with advertising clients, they'd always ask, "So, well, why is it Montgomery Fitch, is there it Mr. Montgomery or there a Mr. Fitch?" I I, <laughs> I I I tell them that Oh, the, you know, that I was on the Cornell campus during graduate school, and then we were at, I was with my 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 friends and founders, and right. we were at the corner of Montgomery and Fitch Avenue, and then oh, a wow. lightning bulb moment when <laughs> it came into so place. So your homage
1: to that, those streets, technically. yeah. No, right. but
2: then then I proceed to tell them that that's actually the glamorous story I want to tell you. The truth okay. of the matter is, I probably thought of it. Maybe in the toilet at at home. I I just thought of the douchiest (laughs) sounding name ever. And then it sort of stuck. Then I proceeded to tell them that, hey, you know, but it's a great brand, right? Because if I can't brand for myself, how can you expect to pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars to actually brand for you?
1: And when you launched Montgomery and Fitch, or Montgomery Fitch, my bad. um, You were in New York still. Yes, Let's paint a picture to us like you know you you studied here you did you did undergrad here you did yeah. uh you did uh you know then migrate to when when you did that i mean i've we've had several people already that migrate in into the u s but from a guy who's i know the there's a point of view from, from uh what i know in in silicon valley yeah. it's not that easy especially oh, yeah. being into tech on the other side of the Uh, on the east coast yeah for you to come in there how do you get opportunities first with your jobs and how how do these um ideas pop into you coming that it's the city that never sleeps is probably the most cutthroat environment in the whole world in terms of business how did that epiphany happen to you
2: well actually for me i actually grew up there I, 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 I i i was there until middle school Oh wow! And then, okay, then I was promptly shipped back to the Philippines. Okay, <laughs> so, so that's where I learned Tagalog. I, I ah, didn't know how to speak Tagalog before. My, my R's are still like Luisi, parang, ay ayan sinakayo taga Yuin, lahat taga So I eventually, I had to learn it on the fly. Yeah, and then, got it. So after graduation, you know, I took an MBA, and then okay. my family was had always been based there. Ah. So I said, I'll, I'll come back, and because uh, yeah. I used to come back back and forth. So, but
1: not. For a prolonged period of time,
2: uh, not really. But so, we did have a we did have a network there. So.
1: What's the difference now? Going from American style middle school, senior high, junior high, whatever. Yeah. Now you're forced into the Filipino, especially in DLSU. It's a little bit structured, but very, yeah. very, very forward thinking still. Yeah. What was your biggest adjustments coming back, and then now when you went back in after college, did you went go back to New York? Pretty much, pretty Got much. It. I
2: stayed very, very quickly, then went went back right away. It was a uh, it, the things are just different, man. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a kid of the kid of the '90s, so you got know, it. You know, there co- you go. Com- coming back from an extremely, I would say, neoliberal society, and then you come yes. back, and then strictly Catholic, right? And then uh, there's just a lot of, uh, I would I would call it like a values incongruency. You got know? it. That uh, and it actually bled over to how I discovered businesses being done here. Got. So it. that that was my big, my biggest takeaway.
1: Got it. Now, when you did Montgomery Fitch, was it a straight line drive? What were What are your first reco- recalls of now? All right. I'm out of this shit. I don't want to do yeah. all this corporate stuff. This is not for me. How hard was it to get? Because always, you know, it's easy to put up a company.
2: Yeah.
1: When you think of it, right? Like, all right, I have a company now. Yeah. But doing step two, three, four, five, six and whatnot, that's always the hardest. How you, do you build it up?
2: I will talk primarily about the, the, the Manila experience because okay. I, I think that that's a lot more fun. Okay. So, essentially, you know, uh, you're really starting from scratch. You you don't know what you're doing. So, the first thing you do is try, try to make it legal.
0: So you, it. so, you
2: try to get the… You try to get the permits and everything. Then I realize that a guy, let's say in a suit, walking into Barangay Hall, <laughs> right smack in the middle of the day is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Because the long and short of it. Although that was the old regime, they're no longer right, there. Right, right, you walk right, in, right. they are gonna rip you off, my Absolutely, friend. Absolutely. There they you go. They're gonna rip you off. You know, they're like a permit that costs three hundred, they're gonna keep on finding crap on you. And Correct. then at the end of the day they say, Oh, sir, you have to pay Eighty thousand. Oh my god! Yeah, it's true. True story. I couldn't believe for for a, a three hundred. But thankfully, you know, I reached out again to my network, and someone knew somebody right. who had to arbitrate on my behalf. And because right. yes. I mean, but imagine the, the restrictions, and barriers to entry for entrepreneurs here is ridiculous. Other countries, they give you a grant. They'll right. give you. They'll give make you make it super easy for you. Make it super easy for you. Right. We'll give you money. Here, it's crazy. Fuck you up. Yeah, and then that, that's that, that's just barangay hall. You go to city hall especially here in Basig, what yeah. this used to, you, it, it's run like a, like a mafia because <laughs> you, you got to get permits from like the fire guys, sanitation guys, right, right. all of these things and each just run like a private kingdom.
1: Our Ours ourselves took a year in, in, in chatbot. Yeah, and each, uh, the, before and then we one, incorporated,
2: incorporated. And then once you're done with that, you got to deal with either the DTI or SEC guys. Yes. And, uh, but I, I am very optimistic with the changes that have been happening lately. Absolutely. Which is... Uh, because, you know, every time I, I, I go out, let's say on a regional trip, right. I always get hammered, man. Oh, I like investing in Philippines, but Philippines is right. so hard. Right. You know, so things like that. Man. Okay.
1: Now, from, from the financial point of view, you yeah. said you just quit your job. You didn't get all the bonuses. How did you get this up to speed? Did you have savings or did uh, you get investors and
2: whatnot? Well, uh, at first, it was like a... a my very first partner was a former student of mine. Oh, wow. So we were 75 25. Okay. We put up one mil. I put up okay. 750, I put up 250. All right. And that was our runway. Okay. Supposedly for, I, you know, optimistically for at least a year. You Got know? It. That, 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 that was how we started it. But then you realize life comes at you quick. Yeah. So what happens to so us, and this is fairly documented outside now, right. we were an instant success. Like wow. we literally started and we had four or five live contracts off the bat. Okay, and
1: what were those like? What were you doing for the companies you were doing? You, you for?
2: know, the, the, the specialty was mostly creative work. You know, ah. you, you, would do their, uh, you would do their marketing campaigns, you know, uh, above the line. and Yeah. Um, think so. And paint the picture.
1: Know. This was year what? The 2000? Yeah, this was
2: right around, twen- I would say, 2011. Oh, wow. That's pretty.
1: Even 2011. digital wasn't even, it was still taboo. A lot of people, oh, right? Okay. No, no, no. Right? That, was,
2: that was still pretty... It, it was newfound True. territory. Correct. Even not the really
1: infrastructure really. and whatnot. How, now I, what I want to ask is for you to sell that proposition, like, okay, yeah. you need to invest in digital, you need to do campaigns below the line, above the line, whatever. What? How, how hard was it to get them on board at first? Because you know your skill set. You know what you bring yeah. to the table. But these companies, they're always like, uh... This is my billboard budget. The billboard gets me this, and yeah. it's tangible, it's palpable, whatever. How do you even get the piece of that pie that you can now allocate to your things and make it work? That 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 it was.
2: I won't lie, man. It, it was. It was really hard. Right. You got. Um, uh, first of all. It, it's like it's like a catch-22. Because yes. Chicken <laughs> they, 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 they would tell you that, oh, you know, we like your stuff, but you're like, you seem like an earnest guy and you right. have this New York experience. But this is the Philippines, so it's different. Yes. And then, all uh, oh, we'd love to get you, but you don't, you know, like who, who have you, who are your clients, you know? True. And and then, so, but how do you get clients if no one wants to take that chance? Right, I mean, it's, right. it's the classic catch 22 for services related companies you know right. eventually we got you know someone was willing to take a chance okay. on us are you
1: comfortable talking about who that was
2: uh, let's uh, just put a yeah. name on no, I, 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 I'll get, I'll, it, it was in the healthcare sector oh wow, oh, wow. Sector. that's big and they were pretty big uh, they 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 were impressed with the material that my, nice. my UANP guys came okay. up with. Opus Dei, number one. we ended up beating several, you know, like four big-name brands, big, right. big name yeah, brands yeah. 4 A's agencies. Okay. They probably thought, like, who the crap are these guys? Got it. And we leveraged that one account into one after, you know, after, because Got it was a fairly high-profile campaign. Nice. We ended up becoming the toast of that season so that year one was, like, secure off the bat. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And then it was year two. That was challenging.
1: Okay. Now, in year two, let's talk about that and how you basically uh, steamrolled from the valley of death. We call it the valley of death, where a lot of yeah. people kind of die already and then bounce back up. But let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about uh, that experience more after the break.
0: Selling a little or a lot.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting
0: for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about That's SASCHallenge.ph. And good luck and, and see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Luis Arcangel. I got that right this time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um <laughs> Montgomery Pitch. <laughs> now Luis, you said year one was a was, was a good good year, right? You got yeah. off the bat blazing and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, and you were just like killing it. But you mentioned year two was completely different. What happened in year two?
2: Well, you know, like, well, year year two, to uh, uh, succinctly put it, you know, we, we, we fucked it up, man. Right. We 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 really did. Uh, right. At the end of the day, you 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 got a, an agency run by a college professor and five kids you know got 19 it. year olds 20 year olds who yeah. learning the ropes on the fly very talented but they're learning the ropes on the fly yeah. so there are a lot of service gaps and in, in the sense of I guess what clients are looking for in terms of professionalism okay. promptness of output we we started losing clients one by one every everybody wow. that we got okay. during year one I think only one stayed Wow yeah only one stayed. we lost everybody and then what happened also was that we expanded too fast. We started yeah, just, just me right, right. and then we had four, four guys. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I think bef- before I knew it, like we, we tripled or quadrupled the team in, in record time right. to service no clients. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a, it's a cl- it was a classic mistake because it all happened too easily. Got it. So we, we started losing clients. We started losing money and we started losing money. We couldn't pay people anymore. Wow. We we were behind payroll, and the funny thing was, uh, you know, I've, I've talked talked about this, in you know, like a lot of my keynotes, and this is really where the struggle came. Eh. We, right. we couldn't pay the the guys, and then the parents are so mad because they're so young. They, yeah, they, they, yeah, would, they, yeah. they would come and they were like in principals' office. They would come and they would trash you like. Right. No, niyo, namin. right. Ano kayo, Nga scam kayo, Papadoli namin. It's wow. crazy.
1: Had, I know, I don't the feeling, you know You
2: know, we we it, it was it was because and then, so how do you withstand that man? I mean we it, it came to a point where we uh there's even a time when they 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 cut cut off the electricity. Oh my god, it uh, got that bad. We, we 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 could we couldn't pay. We couldn't we couldn't pay on time. So yeah. we told the staff now, oh there's like a building drill, let's go out na it's a Starbucks. Right. And then you they go out and like all the rest of the buildings have electricity. Ah. I'm very candid about this, cause a lot of the people I meet nowadays, they just assume, oh, you guys are international. Oh, like, it was like handed on a silver platter. Oh. Especially, but they don't know that this is literally grinded down, man, from, from the very beginning. Yeah. It even came to a point where I, rem- I distinctly remember this day. We came from a pitch. The pitch was great. We were right. all in a great mood. This was after lunch. And then we came back. And then we got to the office. And then the damn place was padlocked. Because the, 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 the check bounced. The check wow. bounced because there was a client payment that we were waiting for. Apparently it never did it, it, it never came. We thought it was covered. Wow. So they they, they like the dump the double place. Shoot. Crazy stuff. And then parang, it's like at that point you think you're, you know, your are your heart's so heavy and you know, your dreams literally being snatched away from right, you. Right. right around this time, everyone started resigning because we can't pay them. Right. Eh. And then the, one of one of the the critical turning points, I mean I mean, God God bless his soul, you know. Yes. My friend, you know, we're 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 okay now, but at the time, the, my founding partner, who's also a former student of mine from right, university, right. he said, "You know what, Luis? You know, like we're like in the red for mga seven figures already wow. at this juncture, yeah. and you know, if if we keep this up, in like a string of lawsuits might come already. So yeah. I think maybe." You should just cut your losses and call it today. You could come back to teaching and go go back to teaching. Now you're pretty good at that. But yeah. maybe this was an ill-advised venture. Maybe you should stop it right now. Okay. Before things become really, really crazy. And unfortunately I'm I'm I am i am i am out. I'm wow. out. Wow. You know, so you're just, alone. Yeah. <laughs> because like, he he was our functional COO at the time. Operations yeah. ran through him. And we bought him out for next to nothing just like right, an owner. Right. He, he owned 25 percent of the company yeah and uh, we just bought him out for for, for next to nothing Got you it. know and uh, it, it took a lot of years before that relationship was repaired yeah. it was a shock to everybody because people were jumping ship and he was the first one to go he was the oh, first one out of the door. Went no on you yeah right so okay that was that was pretty brutal yeah and then it came down to a, you know to a singular decision I, I remember I was I was in the car what, what 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 do I do? What do I do? Diba? Do I do, do? we just give it up and right. somehow in like work along and find a way to pay off the debt? Got it. Or do we soldier on? Because the 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 infrastructure is there now. We we have a money making machine. Mm-hmm. It's just like we and then the people are learning ngayon pa It is getting better. So. It came down to a singular decision. Like literally everything from that point now became of that. It's like literally just a decision in my head. Okay. Do we give up or do we quit? Yeah. yeah. Pivot or persevere or whatever. Yeah. And
1: what was the decision? And by this time, you weren't teaching uh, at the same time. Yet, I right? was. I was. Oh, yeah. you was. So how do you even balance that going that you know that the house is burning. Yeah. You go to school and you have to teach and you have to be a positive influence to these people. How did... do that? It was, that's hard. It,
2: you you, you, you gotta you got flip a switch. You gotta flip a switch, you know. Got I it. mean, uh, uh, a lot of my personal advocacy is really opening the eyes of the next generation to something sustainable, you know, sustainable work, sustainable entrepreneurship, something better. Because it. it's like we are, this, this is just my personal opinion, we're okay. breeding a generation of. of uh, Em, uh, employees you know yeah, there's always
1: been like that too with bank. our culture right
2: and uh you know anyone who comes from an entrepreneurship background right you believe that the, the Filipino could be destined for something greater right. and I've seen that firsthand because a lot of pure talent is being wasted in menial jobs there's nothing wrong in taking a corporate job but you're yeah. literally wasting away for next to nothing so I, ha- I had to persevere, man. I had to I ha- had to push on. Got it. Now,
1: before we you go back to that the the to your to your uh, to your grind and what your what the decision was. Just a quick side note. So, with, with your students, right? What were you teaching back when, back in UAP? Uh, I,
2: I used to teach a subject called business communication.
1: Business communication, yeah,
2: which was actually divided into two. There's business writing and and uh, and, and business presentation. Got it. Now, so yeah.
1: When you do teach that to, to, to the kids, and now you're also struggling, was it was it an external struggle? You said you said you flipped the switch, right? Yeah. But what was the main motivation for you to keep going on the teaching side? Aside, of course, of making yeah. ends meet. Of course, I'm pretty sure that's one of them. But other than that, there's got to be more to that because you did this significantly for a long time. How yeah. long do you guys do, do, do teaching?
2: I, I ended up teaching at that university for, I would say, Close to seven years. Dude, that's a
1: long time. That's several generations of of, of students from top to bottom. Right. So how do you keep pushing on knowing that the house was… With
2: with teaching per se, I mean, you earn next to nothing from it. I mean, it'll barely cover your gas or whatever. Right. You don't teach because uh, you want to earn money. You really do it because uh, there's just something in your head that you actually enjoy doing it. You have a passion for it. it. I know that's a cliche, but that's really Got the it. truth. And it's also parang therapy. For me, it's heavily pedagogical. You know, for example, I have stuff, right? right. I'm, I'm trying to up the ante by sharing them practical things from the real world. In a, they wouldn't catch it. And yeah. I think the students appreciated that for the longest right. time. I would always be the prof. Na, I would be extremely pragmatic about things, you know, and a lot of how I treated my classes actually brought on to our work, workplace philosophy once everything was in a firing on all cylinders back again, you know.
1: Now, okay, and, let's go back now to where we ended. You, you, before you said the, the piece about you teaching, you were at that point of decision. Do you pivot or do you keep going or do you stop? Yeah. What did you do to, to now get everything back up on track now?
2: Uh Well, you know, I mean, I was very, very lucky to have an extremely loyal team. Uh, The same kids who stuck by me, okay, you know, are, you know, they're they're now uh, like partners with with our holding company. Yes. They're also the CEOs of the respective companies that wow. we had also put up, and they're, nice. so they're like CEOs at the age of what 20, 27, 28 nice. You know, nice. but these were the same nineteen-year-olds that were, you know, fucking around with me right, and right. messing it up like nearly right. every time. So we started, and I, I, you know, when you have that solid team, cause right. they they would really, you know, that they would fight to the death with you It, it empowers yeah. you, eh. How did we turn it around? You know, it, it, it was just. Um, just simple focus, man. I mean, if you're confident with your with your product, if you truly, truly, I mean, to, to the highest of heavens, you truly believe in your product, you, you know that it will be a success. If you're constantly second-guessing yourself, that has no room in business. That is, There's no room for that in entrepreneurship. It doesn't work that way. And you know what? You know, after that decision, um... Uh, there were several months na you eh. ran right. out of money. I mean, how did you keep? I mean, did you just say how do
1: you, Of course, you can't. I mean, it's, you're also fortunate because they, the, the kids were young, yeah. right? How did he make them stay on board, considering that they're gonna be there? You know, there's gonna I be know, months. No, you I mean,
2: for for the loyalists who truly believe yeah, at least in me and the company and the vision. I mean, right. some of them they wouldn't get paid for two months. Wow. You, know, you give them a you give them Allowance Allowance for every two and a half months. And one of them one of them even took on a secondary job.
1: Just to be able to na nan. Right.
2: Alam mo yun? Kasi, ano, ano mo? So she actually took on a secondary job. Wow. Night shift.
0: Wow. Work
2: through that. Sleep for two hours, then run to the agency and do her stuff. If that's not dedication. Nah, I I don't know what what is you
1: know no but what's the foundation of that because you can't just have loyalty like that yeah on a flimsy weird I mean, you said they were, it was fun yeah. right but it's got to be more than fun Luis right yeah there, there's something that you put in that team that made it so more like cult like for them to yeah. stay that wild
2: it's what a, was it I I, I always said believe first and foremost that you you, you focus on. The relationships i didn't really focus on short term gain okay and i always we we tried to create an environment where everyone was on a growth uh trajectory if okay. if you would call it that and I think people appreciated that yeah. you know i I think people appreciated na, uh uh uh, once again another well documented part about us was the entire team was comprised of millennials even right. until now like right, like right now in 2019 my first yep. batch of people turning 30 are, are, are coming in but nice. then that's like 10 years man Of so we actually eked out our niche as the millennial agency okay. of, of the Philippines and that's wow. how we got a lot of our business oh we need an agency with young insights or get Fitch. we need you know we need these guys because we need to know how to talk to them right uh it was a challenge because that was a time that people were always trashing millennials yep. to the to the point of it doesn't even make sense anymore. Right. And we, we we were like the, uh, the antithesis of that because we proved that there was a sustainable model mm-hmm. of, I mean, both from an organizational development standpoint and, and yeah, it's, it's just relationships, man. Got it. Yeah, so relationships, relationships
1: and culture, I would feel like that. Up. Yeah.
2: Now, what was the turning
1: point for you to like, all right, you kept slugging your way, slugging your way, slugging your way. Eventually, you hit a you hit a moment. What was that pivotal moment where he's like, "All right, now we gotta, we're, we're on the way
2: back up." Yeah. and yeah, it was it was really razor thin, man. Because for a while, uh, like uh, during that time, access to capital was extremely scarce, and you know, it was bootstrapped because from the very beginning, right, you know, we used our own money. We never asked for anyone else's money, and we were running out. Um, I. I, I used to be a triathlete a long time ago. Wow! I used to have this uh, uh, Tour de France bike. Wow! And that that was it, it the was, one it, with the thin
1: wheels. The, 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 yeah. that,
2: that sort of thing. Right. And then, uh, you know, I said, you know what the hell? I, I sold it. You know that that oh, was that was like a prized possession. I sold it just so I could pay uh, payroll. You know, uh, like Against pay, pay payroll. You know, right. it, was, it was gone in five minutes. And then the following month, it wasn't enough. Pa, you know, kulang budget. So I, I sold my car. Wow! I sold my car. There, there was a time that me and Louie, uh, my uh, my managing director, right, like we 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 looked at their bank account. There's like, like seven hundred pesos. Sa bago, may date daw si Aniv, Aniv a month or something. So right. hati na lang tayo, tig tig three hundred tayo, tao iwan natin yung sandaan para hindi close ang account. Good luck sa yun. Para, I mean, it's a crazy story when you when you look at that. Right. Uh, Louis is now the overall head of the agency right now nice. he's also the head of our content production company so cr- crazy so we just kept hammering away at it hammering away at it if you believe in your product and then eventually we closed one account which gave us a month Nice. then we closed another account that gave us another month and right. then before you know it you're on the winning streak again and then your your year is secure Correct. then we parlayed that into bigger business okay. eventually when it came more stable, you know, then we started diversifying and expanding now. Got it. Now, the rest is
1: knowing what you know now in terms of, like, going back, right, and then what do you know? What, what are the learnings that you learned on, on that one and how did you apply it? Because, you know, as you, when you hit rock bottom, what I did when I, when my, my, when I started failed, fail, I literally had to shut everything down. Yeah. It was very painful. I had to let go of 20 employees and whatnot. I wrote it down like yeah. my playbook of my fuck-ups. So it became a viral blog and whatnot. I didn't post it. Someone dug it up became viral. Um, for you, did you was there certain things that you told yourself that, all right, this this is what we'll never do again, and this is what we'll do now? Yeah. After all those years of slugging through it.
2: There was a... A lot of learnings for sure. One, one that really stands out for me is um like uh it, it was it was actually something said to me in in in, in Tagalog. Okay. It, it, it I, I share this in other interviews, but in English it doesn't. Sound, yeah. It, say it, it, it in Tagalog, it, bro. It, it let's do this. It sounds weird. It's like uh, may na doon yung kumpiyan sa masalat. Wag lang may wala yung kumpiyan sa because if you don't Because as a founder, as a CEO, you, you're, you're the driver, you're the Correct. engine. And uh, once you lose that self-belief, sabi nga na, other people believe in you, but you can't believe in yourself. Correct. What does that make of you? I also realized that you know like partnerships in general, like anyone in good times, anyone can be a good partner. You get five guys off the street and then when the money's flowing and then the good times are there, it's great, you know. Yeah. But, but partnerships are really forged through fire yes. when times are tough, man. And that's where you really identify your team. That's where you can really know who will go the whole nine yards with True. you. And. Um, when the honeymoon
1: period is over and then the shit really hits the fan exactly that's
2: that's real that, know. that's real know. No. You, you can't put a price on that you God. can't put a price on talagang solid partnerships and i could have never brought the company to where it is today without the benefit of you know my team that, you know
1: all right, now let's take a break. Uh, take a break. Take a break. What the hell is a break? We were not gonna bake here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, <laughs> um, let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about the learnings and how you can share this hustle with what you've learned now through this whole whole experience and whatnot. And what's next for Montgomery Finch? But more of that after the break. business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions, liberating your time for what truly really matters. And we're back from the break. We're still with Luis Arcangel of Montgomery Fitch. Again, Luis, think prior to the break, it was heavy stuff that you told us. I didn't know it was that bad. And I appreciate you telling us how exactly it went through. Like, no bullshit, no, no fluff yeah. over it. And I love it because that's what it takes. That's the real hustle behind it. Now it's time for us to share it and pay it forward to those people Absolutely. who are listening to this. So, in our hustle sharing segment at the moment. Now, Luis, I wanted to ask, right? You said you, at the start of the, uh, this whole episode, you scaled prematurely, yeah. right? You scaled the wrong way. How do you now, knowing what you know now, how, how, do you, how, how would you advise someone to scale the right way? in if they're in this type of business or a similar uh, business where it's services, because it's easy to scale in product, yeah. right? Because you're working on one thing together. Yeah. As a service, you're you're basically hired guns, assassins for, for for client work, and you know they, they pay for your hours and your effort. Yeah. How would you then do that
2: now? Uh, I, well, nowadays I actually sit on the advisory board of several startups regionally. Okay. And uh, a lot of them are services related in in nature. During our time, they would always tell you that services are not scalable. Any yeah. VC would tell you that. Yeah. You, know, you can't have our money. Because it's so, so na yon, diba? But, uh, uh, a common thing that we would always look at is that, okay, uh, how long is your runway right, right now? Because that is something that I think is often ignored. Because True. it's run like a sari-sari store. Okay, well, we, have <laughs> we have a client. We have a client. Nothing against sari-sari stores, but you know if if you bring a a a micro mindset to something that actually has potential it will literally stay there forever correct correct you you gotta know okay oh how how much okay this is x amount of runway Mm -hmm. and then what is what is your no what what is your what's the projection for the year right it's it's i don't want to complicate it too much eh, but Mm -hmm. as far as People know na the lights are on for this year. Then we can play around with it, na. Got it. Diba? What 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 is our projected EBITDA? Duh. The buffer, right. for instance. Right. Hindi yung okay. Let's run it and ay walana, walantang na kita. Wag, wag na lang, eh, sarado yeah. na lang natin, diba? There's no vi- There's no vision. Eh. I have I have talked to too many startups right. that they are. Predicating the health of the company on month-on-month sales. No. And you cannot even plot it out on, on a per-quarter basis. So I na let, let, let's make sure that you have enough. If you don't have enough, then let's look for funding for it. Let, let's look for somebody. Because PNL.
1: Create your PNL.
2: No, no, no. I mean, use the Google Sheets. It's free.
1: Correct. And there's
2: several. Uh, we'll
1: we'll put that on the show notes here. There's several <clears throat> templates that you can use. Exactly. Because if you don't know your numbers, you're also not gonna get any kind of funding. Also, you don't know what you need, right? Yeah. If you're if you're not chasing after it, just just yeah, whatever. We'll just get whatever else out there. Right.
2: I would I would always um, a common sticking point is that do we know that the lights are on for X amount of time? Okay. And then if we know that. that for a fact, okay. Uh, what's the game plan? You know, like per, yeah. per per quarter planning. Uh, it's like what you said. You know, it's a sen- essential P and L man. Uh, for our companies, uh, uh, you know, these guys don't have their own account and right. so we just use the the Google Sheets. You know, it, it, it's it's free. You know, yeah. it's in a. And uh, I I think you're just trying to bring an advanced level of efficiency to to, to business. Absolutely. You know? And uh, I also tell them, I also tell them, because a lot of times, there's something on the staff side of this where they are so concerned with what happens in that funnel within that runway that it's close to becoming linear. And then you forget to vision. Now, if you, get, if you can't you read
1: too deep for too long, yeah. right? You have to look at from a macroscopic same, level.
2: Same, same thing. If you focus too much on your micros, you'll never grow. Correct. Because then, it's a big eh. Right. Uh, back, way back when, when I started expanding the company, I would face a lot of inertia for my board. Got because, oh, why are we putting money here? So, you know, we'll right. You know? Uh, I, for the longest time, I was always a top-line guy. I'm not too obsessed with bottom oh, line, right. especially if you are in the middle of enacting, let's say, a three year midterm plan. Got it. Cause bottom line that, that, yeah. that can change in three months. Too. Right. Where what if what if your obsession over three mm-hmm. months of let's say a half a million peso right. positive bottom line would compromise like an entire entire year's worth mm-hmm. of expansion could have been worth like twenty times as much. Correct. I, I always encourage startup founders to open their mind to possibilities. Not just yung Buy and sell, buy and sell, client uh-huh. buy it, buy it rent and no, it has to be something more, man. Right. And service cause dehado. It's it's hard to scale, it's hard to get. And people don't know. fucking pay on time in services too. They never do. Yeah. so that has to be accounted. <laughs> so na, the biggest problem chatbot V H. Huh. What the fuck? I I, right. I have uh one of my companies right now is is running like a hundred. 50-day
1: delay on an invoice. Oh, my God. Only in the no, regardless how early you bill, they never pay. But, the,
0: but Here's what I
1: heard. Here's what I heard. Yeah. Apparently, it's a what goes around, comes around kind of thing. Yeah. So as much as some people just don't want to like, uh, they want to pay on time, but they got fucked before, so they kind of try to do that on someone, which is like, that's the worst thing you can do. Because you're passing on mm. a bad habit exactly like people are trying to do buy trying to do their, the business right and just because you got fucked over by someone who didn't pay your, your shit you're gonna do that to other people dude this has gotta stop I don't know how, how about other countries but this is very and, rampant and in, in the in another country
2: if, if you're late for 30 days on an invoice you, you can, can sue you, them. You, you get sued exactly you get sued 30 days yeah they'll ghost you <laughs> they will ghost you they' have the signatories oh god and then sometimes it's the bigger companies that actually do this yeah. for me said you know I, I asked the business leaders of of tomorrow and even today yeah. if you would call it that it has to be a better way of doing business it can't be that way I mean yeah. we can't be complicit to a system that encourages that eh. Alam yon. and I, I know it's sad. I know they, they, they'll they chalk it up to all oh, that because that's the way business is done in no, the Philippines. And it's, it's,
1: it's, again, it's another yeah. sign of a corrupt culture, so corrupt, yeah. corrupt, corrupt country because this doesn't happen on the, on the government side, but we also enforce it on the corporate side. Just yeah. because it's something being done, you don't pass that bullshit down to somebody else, especially it's an SME <clears throat> because yeah. the SMEs are not that liquid compared to... To the big, big corporate. So, again, hopefully that changes. And I don't know the answer yet, but we, we gotta admit, we gotta call a spade a spade on this one. All right, bro, I have to ask because it's easy to acquire talent, especially when they're young. You know, Reenhorn, so, oh, it's fun, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fun here. But you kept your talent, right? Or a key portion of your talent. How do you now advise teams? To, to keep their talent and stick around for too long that's a whole decade of working with you man
2: yeah
1: you know I'm, I'm very grateful for people working with me four or five years but a decade oh, yeah. they literally grow up they come from yeah. literally partying overnight sitting down what, what, doing Netflix and chill <laughs>
2: It's you actually funny. At Edfitch we used to have the most famous parties in town, you know. I mean right. our, our parties are legendary. And right. these are crazy. Nowadays our parties are you know, nine o'clock <laughs> <There's> <laughs> an- <laughs> an- <laughs> an- They all went home. Yeah. <coughs> they Tito's and titas. <coughs> right. So there was an evolution. Right. And I think for a lot of founders who are building their core around a young team is that you have to allow room to grow because at one point your rules would change not enough for me man I mean I started out as their prof so you come from a command responsibility standpoint right. and then suddenly they're getting older and suddenly we're, we're friends now right. you know I told them try to call me by my first name you're not my student you're not my So sir, sir <laughs> pa and until all these years so, sir, we tried it for a while nah it didn't work and, no. was, and that's, you that's know, why in Chambot
1: <laughs> my first thing I tell them like yo there's only three roles in this company first one there's no ma'am and sir you call me Ron or runster, don't call me Ronald. I'll kill you there second is I don't care how you do it just get it done
2: yeah.
1: get it done right right you're an adult we treat you like an adult here <laughs> you fuck it up you, you, you call yourself out like my bad I'll do, I'll do better and third if it's not documented it does not exist yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, I said I did that. Oh, where the fuck? Where, where's the email? Where's the Slack? Where's the documentation? That doesn't exist. So for you, how do you get over that hump though? Because if people call you sir, then you got to be able to at least level the playing field for them. So at least you know be comfortable with you.
2: Back back, uh, you know, it's in nearly what like six, seven, eight years ago. I was I was. Look at that, that! That's your that's your baby. Your your yeah. your heart and soul is there. You're you're there every day. Kami panaman we. uh there was this, we had a catchphrase uh, okay. several years ago. It was called No Rules, Just Results. Oh. Yeah, it was called No Rules, Just Results. And it went viral for a bit. You know, okay. the, the, the LinkedIn put on something about us, and then all the rest of the media out Because it, it, it encapsulated what you had to do okay. to keep the talent. We, you know, we're, by now, we're pretty familiar with concepts of, let's say, work, workforce development and cultural right. development. There's a lot now there's a lot of, but at the time it was predicated on taking out the simple things that we felt did not matter for example login, login, log in log Login, log out right. log in, log out, and then, I, I was always very very much opposed to that because I yeah. did not feel my time was tied to the amount of hours that my butt was in that chair it did not True. make sense for True. me at all I agree. So, so we created and lalo when we started working in high value economies like Australia right. where the you know the, the the premium was actually more on, on output. True. So we slowly but surely became an output based organization, ah. predicated on accountability. So nangyari, You have to hire adults, right? It. it can't be abused because it'll be, in eh, it'll be peer judgment. Eh, sure. you? It, it'll be you're, you're, you're being assessed before a, a, a college of your peers. It's not yeah. the boss yes. saying, oh, you're like when it's a collegial environment, and then you're a cog in the machine, and then every yeah, like you know, use a CRM or like Slack or right, right, uh, everything's there. Eh? My paper it, right? yes. there, Well, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're given all this freedom, and you still can't, there's really something wrong with you, Nataliga. Correct. And then you don't fit. You're, you're don't not fit. part. You're not part. Yeah. You're, you don't have that. DNA. We're not saying you're not good. It's just not a good fit. True. So, and you know what's what it 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 makes me happy even up to this day. Like a lot of our. Uh, staff and employees from 6-7 years back they would still come back to the office join the parties you nice I mean, I mean parang, you know, then you look at it you don't really notice it back then but you know, look at it now you must have done something right you True. know to maintain these relationships and um, and when they go
1: leave you leave make them go and then it's, it's a good parting, not not just like oh shit I hate you I'm not I'm never gonna talk to you I today. always tell them uh, right.
2: you know what uh, tell me what you need I'll write you the most uh, endorsement, com- compelling, a uh, uh, recommendation. Exactly. ever You know. Well, what, what do you need? What, what do you need to do? How can we support you in this next step of your journey? Yes. Because uh, I think when people see that, hindi yung parang it's it's just you or it's right. like uh, yung you're 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 the boss and every. I think when people when, when people actually see your suffering and you're vulnerable, you're authentic. People right. see your flaws. Because. I grew up in an era where when you say the word CEO and yeah that's you that's button down guy yep. you, know? you never even he's like he's like Jesus Christ. You can't talk to him. <laughs> he, he's just like he's in the fancy office, he no. gives a big speech Oh, I was it. And I you know that that's also why uh, we're trying to change the mold you know, of the, the what you call the accessible CEO. Right. I'm here. Text text me or chat me or, yep. or something, the Call me, whatever. Call me, whatever, uh, anytime. Right, right. Personal or whatever, I, right. you know, things like that. Okay, now
1: I have a question in terms of metrics, right? Yeah, you, you, you can't just you can't be just obsessed with top line if you're not measuring something. What are those metrics that are very important to you when when you do your your your, your hustle?
2: Uh, nowadays because I uh, I I run a, a string of, of growth companies right now, so right. we're really. We're really focused on expansion and top line yeah. if we talk about the the agency perform, the agency agency once it turned around it was cash flow positive and that was it eh. okay. and that was pretty much it. It, it agencies are a stable operation and the the way in it's run in the Philippines is that when you find your niche, you find your niche you'll have good years, you'll have bad years That's right. it's not much excitement And no. I'd like to think that among the indie agencies we're one of the more established we're one of right. the bigger ones right. not much excitement now, well, how do you create excitement? Right. You know, then, then you go out of the country right. then, then you roll the dice and you play your chances and, uh, that, that's how we grew out you know, to the global operation that yeah. we are today we we started entering geographies that no one really... Yeah. Because it usually when you say expansion, oh, where do you go? You go to the States. You go to uh, Europe even. Right? Right. We went to places like Yangon in Myanmar. Right. You know, we, we, we went to uh, Vietnam. Blue
1: oceans. Blue ocean.
2: Yeah. Right. You know. Uh,
1: but what are those metrics that you cared about? Because again, th- these are things that can be easily penetrated because... It's a brand new ocean, but what were you looking for in terms like, all right, is it worth it
2: or not? Yeah. You, you got to, you know, what, what we would always look at is that do you have a demand generation pipeline? Got it. In, in short, is there actual business to be made here? Got it. I don't care if that business will happen in a year or a year and a half, but, meron ba. come Kasi, kami? we've had debts that took like 18 months to pay off and it paid off very, very handsome. Man. Nice. We're not obsessed over month on month. That's amateur for right. me. That's amateur. You have to be playing the long game. You really right. have to be playing. And survive the long, the long, game. Game. The long game too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. And once you reach a, a certain point, Right. Uh, like, like for example, for us, we're at the point where just, we're, at, we're, we're at the juncture where we're constantly increasing right. uh, our market cap. For okay. instance, right? So, for me, I find ways to do that.
1: Okay. Now, last few questions. What's your tip or advice for people who are currently in the valley of death, bouncing back, like trying to slog out? Probably they're alone or they're contemplating a lot of bad stuff. And, you know, this is not easy, you know. And people come clean. I appreciate that you came clean uh, here in this program. But what would be your advice for people who are currently there at the moment? And how do they bounce back?
2: I've... uh... I've always maintained that, for example, when when, when you do something, you know, it, it's right. your business. The, the there there is no substitute for j- just pure passion for it, okay. and you have to know in in, in your heart of hearts that right. you truly believe that this is going to work. Right. Because as long as that exists, you always have a shot, daba. You always have a shot. I'm not a struggle porn guy. You know, I'm I'm not a fa- I'm not. A particular fan I like of that. that struggle uh, porn, right. <laughs> oh. ah, a struggle porn right. guy. Because, uh, you know, we we, we got to be progressive in in, in our sure. thinking. Alam Uh Because, like like for me, everything that happened, like I I I, I keep on telling myself, literally everything that happened right. from that fateful mm. night in what 20, 20, 2013 uh, up up to now, right. was just based off a singular decision. I could I could have quit like right there, like ganon Right. but we went through with it so just uh, look at everything on your plate obviously use common sense you use your numbers right. use your feasibility but at the end of the day you know it's uh, there is no exact science for it it's always gut it's always gut, lung. It's always gut lung. Really? so just keep pushing
1: you know yeah. and it's hard but you gotta keep moving
2: huh.
1: right and, and nothing's gonna change if you just stay stagnant alright last two questions What's given that you're a professor, right? If someone's, a, if a student would like to approach you, hi sir, I'd like to put up a business. What would be your advice now for them, given that you know you you've been through a lot, you've seen the ups, the downs, and everything else in yeah. between? What would be your advice to for them putting up their own?
2: Usually, what I do is that uh, I, I I average actually several consults a week from random students, either mine or their friends or some people from within the network. I always try to look at the opportunity from a very realistic and, and pragmatic standpoint. Right. I will tell them if I have either seen something like this or I've seen something like this and then it, this is what happened to them. Got it. And then how can they improve on that? Got it. And if I've never seen something like it, and then uh, you know, I'll help them thresh out at least step, step one to ten. Because a lot of them Barrett, they they come to me. They try to apply what they learn from school, or yung mga ng uh, mga parents nila, which no. is very very traditional business. Yeah. Oh, gawin Good mo, cat. mo, na, gawin mo na yung BIR. I was talking right. to a guy, and you know he, he essentially blew his uh, seed money oh, on, on the BIR, on the DTI, the permit, Ow. the city hall. <laughs> eh pag ganon,
1: they're happy. They're, the BIR. You'll, is happy, you'll, you'll, you'll right? keep
2: your parents happy, but at the end of the day, you don't have any business spot. How
1: are you there's gonna
2: start model. everything? Then pambayad ng rent, So these are, parang these are uh, pitfalls in front of us, and the least right. I can do is just guide them away from that, yeah. you from know, from the potholes Dibha? that we've through. Oh, for example, there is a guy who we put up a corporation again, sales, we put up a corporation again, and that puts you on the microscope, and then that sets you on on the path for being a VAT company. Right. Nearly instantaneously, I right. uh, you're an SEC-listed corporation. Things like that, you know, it's technical mumbo jumbo. But right. um, if because if you can help from from the bureaucratic side, at least fifty percent, then that you know yeah. that that would ease their journey a, but, a little bit. Man lang, man lang. All
1: right. Now, last question. Let's lo- let's ride the hustle share time machine one last time. What would be your advice to a young Luis from from that point? Knowing that you say, let's talk to the Luis that's in the dumps. You're at that point uh, where you know you're trying to figure out, like, ah, am I gonna do it or not? What would be your advice now? Like Captain America going to his meeting himself in the, in Endgame? What would be that conversation like?
2: Well, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything, man. You know, I, I would give the same advice that was that was given to me. Yeah. which Conference. was uh, Just don't don't lose your sense of self belief. Got because uh, especially when you have a young team who looks up to you yeah and you got to be their rock man and just you know that's that's where champions are made of you know yes, that's sir. that's that's where they're they're proven and if you really feel that that you know, nine out of 10 startups fail you know? yep. so what what will you do to deserve being that because if it was easy then everybody would do it you know? absolutely so you have to dig deep man it's not easy and it, right. it, 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 it never was and never will but
1: it will be worth it
2: it'll definitely be worth it
1: alright now that's beautiful thank you very much again Luis for, for being on the show now what What? how can people reach out to you and what should they look forward to in Montgomery Fitch very very soon
2: well uh, well if, if you want to reach me I'm, I'm on I'm on Facebook I guess there you go. Like everybody I, I have I have a public page there you go Luis Arcangel. just search it uh I'm on Instagram also. My go. my handle is Hello Mister A. I literally answer everything. There you go. Except if you. It's ask not a chatbot,
1: by the way. That's yeah, a real person it's, it's, it's answering r- it's, you. This the real person. Oh, and cool. uh,
2: What's up, from Montgomery Fitch? Uh, this year, uh, we had just opened in India. Actually. Wow. We, we, we brought several of our companies there. Oh my God. And uh, this year, we're looking at we expand on average about three to four countries a year wow so this year we're looking how do you, how do you just
1: before we end how do you even go to expand that given you're a philippine company do you look for a local company there or do you bring the philippine entity in there
2: we we, we literally bring the philippine entity wow. in. i mean over the years i mean majority of what i do right now is a regional oversight. Welcome, kiss the door now. You know, I uh, <laughs> I, I, I go around cool. ma- making relevant connections seeing nice. where there's a good fit. Uh, a well-publicized note last week as we were selected to be part of the first. Philippine trade mission to Kazakhstan. Wow! Which oh my is like God. A, like with a, like, Borat, you're going to meet Borat. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like an absurdity. There you go. But, uh, in, no, I mean, we've actually been in talks yeah. with Kazakhstan-based yeah. uh, companies for a while. Got it. And since we're one of the few Philippine companies that actually dabble in Central Asia, nice. I guess we were a logical fit. So that's obviously something to be excited about places like Kazakhstan or like Tbilisi, Georgia, wow. uh, Yerevan in Armenia. We were
1: wow. trying
2: to push the envelope, Eastern
1: Europe the, and whatever.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, like a, where else can we go? What what can we do? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Right. You know, that's uh, it. Uh, foreign partnerships are built over time. Right. There, there are cultural things that have to be bridged. Okay. But it, it's actually pretty exciting, man. And uh, I, I do appreciate the support and, and having me on. The pro- Thanks uh, definitely, th- thank definitely. for having me. So thank again, you. So
1: again, thank you very doing. much, bro. Appreciate it. So guys, if you guys like that episode, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube or whatever podcast app they're using. Please don't forget to follow us back so that we can, whatever new episode we, we got, you get uh, first dibs right away once it goes out. And again, if you guys also want to uh, share new hustlers the same way. Dexter Bano um, also submitted uh, Luis to be nominated in the show. Please don't forget to vo- um, join our Facebook group at the Hustle Share community and message us on our chatbot at m.me slash hustle share, powered by chatbot page. Again, thanks, Luis. Appreciate it. Right. Thank Boom. You. And Thank I'll see you bro. guys in the next episode.
2: Peace.